Welcome to Destiny Moments with Angel Murchison. Today on the broadcast, I have Stephanie Caracullis from Manawamkeg, Maine, for part two of Grief and Loss. Welcome back, Stephanie. Thanks, Angel. Good well, morning. On part one, we talked about the the losing of your husband, the passing of your husband, and uh, the impact that it had on your life. And then within a few months, you lost your daughter. Talk to our listeners today about that. Um, okay. Um, yeah. So um, I had talked on the last broadcast about how that the Lord was leading me in ways to minister as I was working through um, the loss of my husband. And uh, I'll go forward to October 24th, um, or that week, I had been given an opportunity by the Gideons um, to sing at a minister's convention. And so they had called me and they said, do you do you sing for special occasions? Would you be willing to do that? And I said, sure, I'd love to do that. So, um, you know, the Lord is, is starting to heal my heart. You know, he's, it's still difficult, but, um, was able to sing and, and to be able to use that. In the beginning, I couldn't sing, especially not in my church because, um, my church was our church. Um, my husband and I's church, I couldn't look at it as my church. Um, but the Lord has taken me through healing and I'm able to use this, um, you know, to minister again, he'd done some healing and, uh, and I'm, and so I go to this convention and I'm singing and one of the songs was the goodness of God, um, that CC wine and sings all my life. You've been faithful all my life. You've been good, you know, and, uh, and I'm meaning this from the bottom of my heart, you know, just singing and the presence of God taking over. And I'm like, but God, you have been good. You've been by my side, even in grief and in loss. You've been good and you've been here. So I'm singing my heart out, never realizing that that night that my my daughter was laying on her apartment floor dead as I'm singing that song. And... um. So I left there the next day, the very next day, because that was a Thursday. The next day was a Friday. Um, we hadn't heard from my daughter in like three days, three, four days, which was unusual. Be common, like she lived on her own. So be common sometimes to not hear a few days, but no one had heard from her in like three or four days. So I decided to go by her apartment and knock on the door and there was no answer. I tried calling her phone. There was no answer, waited a while, no answer back. So I, I actually decided to do a well check and I asked the neighbor, have you seen her? And no one had seen her out. So I uh, called the police. They did a well check, which isn't something you normally do, but we were very alarmed, you know, checking with family members. No one had heard. And, um, they went in and, uh, I got a call shortly after that, it was I, actually, I think it was evening, Friday night that the police called me and she said, Stephanie, where are you? I need to meet you. And I was like, oh, I hope this isn't bad. And uh, so the police officer said um, when she arrived, she said, your, your daughter's not with us. And I said, what do you mean she's not with us? And she said, she's passed away. 
And um, I, I couldn't talk. I couldn't cry. I just was in incredible shock. This was the girl who had, um, in the first weeks of her father passing away, calling me, saying, Mom, are you eating? Are you this? You know, and, and looking after saying, I'm going to stay on the phone, Mom, until you eat. Did you feed the chickens? You know, very concerned about me. And all of a sudden, she's gone. And uh, uh, time just stood still at that point. It was almost like the devil was like, okay, you got back up again. I'm going to kick you down. And this time I was down hard. I was down very hard. I went home crying. I had every question for God. I was like, God, why, why did you take my gifts? And again, God didn't, but this is what I had to get out to him, which was on my heart. You know, it's, and in my thoughts, um, God doesn't take people, but you know, I had to get all my feelings out to God and I'm suddenly angry and I'm just like, I don't know what to do with anything in my life. I've never thought this would happen. And, uh, uh, and uh, I had for six weeks, I had a hard time to go back to work. It just was like this time it was like the devil was like, you got back up, I'll knock you down now. And I was just down every routine I had had every coping thing I had had, I just could not do I had gone backwards. Um, and it was frustrating to me, not only, you know, I was in the middle of the night crying, I had to call friends many times. Um, many times you want to isolate with grief. And what I found was that I really needed a good support system at that point. And there were friends who had said, Stephanie, call me in the middle of the night if you need me. And I, I know you're not going to go to everyone, you do have to make sure that the people in your support circle are really genuine they're they're really really mean what they say and that they're gonna be there for you but uh, I had to suddenly call some friends in the middle of the night and be like look I just I'm, I'm not making it I need you to pray for me I don't I don't you know, I don't know anymore, you know, and, and they were there. And that was really what I had to lean on at that point of time. Um, I, uh, I, I had a friend a little bit later during that time say to me, Stephanie, I'm praying that you will want to live in the land of the living. And I didn't realize how much those words were pouring into me. And it's something that I had to start praying to say, you're right. I'm still in the land of the living, but God here, I feel dead. I just feel dead. Like I don't, I don't know how to proceed. And, uh, and I think that's what hits us so many times when we lose these family members that we love, we feel just the deadness and the dryness and, and the struggle is that we're still here. I mean, they're in the presence of Jesus many times they're healed. And what we feel is the separation. What we feel is our hearts broken. We are the ones still here dealing with not having them. And it is such a difficult, difficult thing. And it's something I had to start praying for, saying, okay, Lord, help me to want to live because I, I don't want to live without them. I really don't, Lord. And it's what our heart cries out, Lord. I love them. I don't understand. And I want to be with them, you know, and the Lord started helping me. I think it was probably January and, and I, it was probably four months of ministry that I could not go out. I had to literally pray, say, God, I know you called me to this. I want to be back there, but I just, I'm in a time of rest. I'm in a time of just trying to build myself up and just 
be able to live right now. Help me, just hold me, you know, and he did. Like I said, big reliance on a good support system, and you really need that. And if you don't have that, you can pray, say, God, can you bring some people for support in for me? Because it is really, really necessary. At least it was for me and, you know, for several people that I've talked to. Um, definitely don't try to be alone in those times when you really, really just need someone. Um, and so... Um, I think in January, I was finally able to sing in my church again. I could sing other places, but finally I could in my church. Finally, totally, the Lord has brought that into some healing. Still missing my daughter. I would tell you that even a week ago, I still woke up one morning and I had pangs of, oh, they're gone. You know what I mean? And it hit me hard in the morning. And I was just like, okay, God, but I don't want to live without them. And it just hit me, those pangs of grief coming back and... And I just was out on my deck and I was praying. I was like, Lord, you know how I feel. I don't want to live without them, but help me. Help me to want to live, you know. And uh, he just took over his presence and filled me up again. And I was like, okay, I'm ready to go to work. I'm ready to face whatever. And so many mornings I'm like, Lord, whatever's going to come in my in my way, I just ask you to help me to be strong. Help me to be able to face this. Help me to be able to live you know, and he has, um, so many times at work I have gone out and, uh, there have been people with loss and with grief there. And, uh, many in the early days, many times I was like, Lord, why do I have to go out and work? You know, because, uh, they say that when you lose a spouse, many people take their first year and they really just can't do much, you know? And yet I see that in God's plans for me, I think it would have been worse for me to just stay home and be muddled up. But yet that was what my whole body felt like. I feel like when you lose family members, every day you walk out your door, it's a victory. Every day that God gives you the strength to do that, because you just feel like curling up in a ball and just like hi hibernating and isolating, you know, like I can't face this. But when he gives you the strength and takes you out, it just seemed like it did help me to get through my year better and through the things because I did have to put one foot in front of the other, you know, and so, um, you know, it's funny, the the path we walk, I so many times we don't want it, but the Lord is always ahead of it. He knows what we do need, and he is able to give us the strength to get through it. Um, we did finally a week ago do my daughter's funeral. And I have to say that I feel like was the hardest thing that I felt like I could not do. There was a space of time between her dad and her funeral because my daughter from North Carolina had come back. And she had taken so much time off from work for my husband's because she had to come up twice for that. And she could not get time off for her sisters. And she needed to be with us. And it, I waited a while. And as I waited, it just seemed like it was worse. And it just seemed like every time I would think about that funeral, it'd be like dread would just like watch over me. And I'd be like, okay, God, I can't do this. I can't do this. I think it just seemed like the finality of it, you know? And, um, but the Lord took us through that last week. And I feel like, okay, Lord, you took us over that last mountain that I really thought I couldn't do. And the Lord just like carried us through it. And we were able to do it. And I felt like, Lord, I love these loved ones. I want to honor her. Um, my daughter did struggle with substance abuse, you know, and that's another thing that I, I've 
talked with people about and the Lord has led me to pray and minister with people about because in the body of Christ, there is a stigma. There is a stigma when you have a family member who has dealt with substance abuse. You know, you bring that child up to know the Lord. You, I homeschooled her many years. I prayed for this child. This child learned more scriptures than even her brother or sister did, but yet it was something that the devil hit her with. And, uh, you know, I didn't have friends who were dealing with children having any substance abuse issues. It was new to our family. It's a, it's an inner sorrow that you feel and you don't really talk about it because it's, it's almost like there's a shame with that. There's a, you know, and, and as a parent, you take it on yourself and you say, what's wrong with me? What, what did we do wrong? You know, you, the devil hits you with that and you have to combat that, you know, and the Lord leads you back to say, you know what? It's not you, but just keep praying for them, you know? And we prayed for years and years for her to give her life to the Lord. And the year before passing, she went to the Charleston church and she gave her life to the Lord in a marvelous way. And I remember a friend of mine saying, as I was like, I would fast, I would pray for this prodigal to come to the Lord in a way that would change her life. And it didn't happen. And um, for the longest time, and the friends said, just keep praying. It's going to be be a work of God. It's not going to be you. And I found, you know, you can't manipulate a will, but you know, when you plant those seeds, the Lord will bring fruit to it. He will honor his word. His word never returns void. Like it, like the Bible says, and she did come to know the Lord. And that friend said, well, as you're praying, she might give her life to the Lord on her deathbed. And I remember thinking, oh, Lord, do I really have to wait that long? That's going to be so horrible. You know, we walked a journey with her that was, it was painful. It was horrible. It rocked our family, you know. But I did see her come to know the Lord. And it was like a year before she passed away. And my belief was that she would never, never go backwards. My belief was she would be healed and delivered. But yet after her fa her father passed away, she did go back. And, uh, you know, another one of those things I had to talk out with God and be like, God, I don't understand your order to this. Not only did you first take my husband, who was my strong arms, that I would have been crying in his arms, but you took him first. So I had no strong arms to cry that then my daughter died next and I had to take this alone. You know, and I was like, God, I don't understand your reasoning. I don't understand your order with this. Who's going to get me, you know? And the Lord was like, I got you, you know, and in, in a talk with a friend twice in the crucifixion story, the Lord hit me at times I needed it. And the first was with my husband that I was having a hard day and I was talking to the Lord and, and it was, I was saying, God, but it's a separation. I feel nobody can help me with this separation feeling. I miss him. He's gone. I don't know what to do with the feeling of this separation. That's what I'm dealing with. And God spoke to my spirit and said, when Jesus was on the cross, I felt that separation, Stephanie. I know how you feel. And you're going to get through it, you know? And it was like, when that hit me, I'm like, okay, you do understand God. And then down the road later, as I'm saying, God, I don't understand. I lost this daughter I prayed for, my child. And I have no strong arms to hold me. And why did you do this? And God said, 
I gave my only son on the cross and I watched him die. And I was like, you do understand God, you do. And it was like, again, healing that just filled my heart. And I was like, truly, it's it's true that God is touched with every feeling of our infirmity, everything that we go through. And when you come to him, he's going to send something to your spirit that's going to heal you and help you through it. Stephanie, I want to just um, touch on this again. You... You mentioned the stigma in the church about substance use and among Christians. You know, I've always said when I became a Christian, I thought the church was going to be like a hospital where people that were broken could come and be healed. But my experience was a little bit different than that. And um, I believe today that God is calling um, our churches back to what it was supposed to be, to be founded on the word of the Lord and to be healing for the brokenhearted. And I haven't met anyone on my journey yet that hasn't gone through something. And, um, you know, women that are post-abortive or, um, you know, substance use or, um, you know, loss of a loved one. Mm -hmm. Life today life is 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 hard at times mm. but um you have found the answer you found the key he's found you and you're walking every day with jesus christ yes amen so tell our listeners that strength empower them that may be losing hope for their loved one that is, is struggling with substance use Maybe today one of our listeners is um, grieving the loss of a loved one. Maybe they too don't want to live. What would you say to them? Um, I would say um, that you just need to be real with God. Just, just go to God and tell him exactly how you feel. I, I have found that... Um, God takes anything that we say to him. We were created for relationship with him. And it doesn't matter what your feelings are. He wants that open communication with him. And he wants us to be real. And he wants us to be open. And he wants us to tell him when we feel like, God, I can't go on. I feel like I can't do this anymore. God, I need my second wind. You know, I would say that I, I mornings would put on some Christian music or pray for some song to come to me that would just give me some strength in a song or a scripture or something. And the Lord every time would just open that up and give me something like that. Or a friend who would, you know, when I was asking for that, Lord, I need a second wind, maybe would send a friend. He works in many different ways, but I promise you, he will bring you something that will give you that little boost when you go to him and say, this is where I'm at. He's going to bring you over it. But so many times we don't tell him how we feel. And like you said, we do look to church or we look to someone automatically to come to him, but we have to get it out to him. There's healing in that. And uh, people don't know unless you ask. And people are people. That's what I have learned. I've learned to not put my expectation on people because although someone might be a believer, they're not God. 
and they they are human they do make mistakes and many times people don't understand what they haven't walked through yet i mean i will say there was one time like you said that i went to church and and those triggers sometimes get you and i was having a hard time to go into our church i could go to other churches but because that was our church and my husband was so key in the church and he would sit next to me and we would hold hands and he was no longer there and that was a trigger for my grief because i saw it as our church not my church which is just how you think as a couple. And um, I mentioned that to one believer and they said, okay, that's the devil. You're just down. Almost like I need to be stronger. And I I left crying because I thought, I thought you would meet me with understanding or just, you know, just let me say that and say, well, I'll be praying for you. But instead it was almost like you're sinning was, was really what the words were to me. And I laughed crying and I'm like, God, I love you. Like, I don't, I don't, you know, this is just what I'm going through. And that person hadn't walked what I had walked. And again, I, and what, what the Lord gave me a picture of was, okay, when you have, you are, you're in an army and one of your wounded falls and they're wounded, you don't say, oh, pick yourself back up. That's just an attack of the devil gets stronger. But you pray or cover that person, you stand in front of them or in an army, you stand in front of them and shield them while they take their time to heal and get strong enough to get back up again. And that was just, and what the Lord shared with me is, okay, you've seen this, you've walked through this now. So when someone comes your way now and they're struggling, that's what you're going to do. You're going to go pray for them. They've given you where they're at. You're going to, you're going to just love on them and you're going to go pray for them. So I guess what God challenged me with was, okay, you see this. So now you go do different. Don't worry about what someone else doesn't see. But what I found was God met me every time with those feelings. And that's why we we have to go to God and put our expectation there because people will let us down. And many times it's not because they mean to. They just don't realize people are ignorant unless they walk that journey. But God has experienced all those things, you know, and I and I it still didn't make me say, OK, I don't want to go to church. And I feel like a lot of people, when they've gone through loss or heartaches, they do leave the church for that reason, because they've been met with something like that. And I would encourage you to keep on going to sources of where you hear God's word preached and strength and and um, but go to meet the Lord not not to meet people and um and know that people are people they're human that's a but good, God that's is, a good is is the the one who will never fail you amen and on that note go meet the one that will never fail you that loves you with an everlasting love who gave his only son to die on a cross that he is the lover of our soul he created us in his image And so today on that note, would you pray for our listeners? Yes. Dear Lord, I just thank you for another day you've given to us, Lord. I thank you for every person, Lord, who is listening today, Lord, who has tuned in, Lord. And they're looking for some strength, Lord. They're in a dark situation. They're in a winter. They're in a season, Lord, where all they can feel is darkness and hurt and pain and they don't know how to go on 
And I pray, Lord, that today that you will meet them, that your presence will go to them wherever they are and just surround them. And Lord, that you would just meet them, that you would pick them back up, that you would put them in places where they could heal, where lead them to avenues and support systems who will be there for them and will help them to get their second win, Lord. I pray you prove faithful to them as you always do, Lord, that they would be able to say, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, but that you will give them everything. Lord, I pray you turn it around for them, Lord, that they would start to see that future and a hope on the other side of this breakthrough let their biggest breakdown lord be your biggest breakthrough for them today lord because you are able you are able you are able thank you jesus bring healing and life and peace and strength lord in your precious name jesus amen amen well thank you stephanie and thank you listeners for joining me today Tune in again next week for another broadcast of Destiny Moments.